Welcome to Take a Wonder with Shebs, the show that features some of the biggest travel bloggers, TV and radio personalities and journalists from all around the world. Each show aims to take my guest on a wonder and uncover topics that may not be discussed on their platforms or in the media, whether that's the state of travel blogging and journalism as it is today, or whether there's enough diversity within the industry. Perhaps what impact technology and social media have had on content creation, or in general the impact of current affairs on the industry. I also try and find out the journey behind each individual's success, as this is more important to me than the actual travel. This episode aired on my YouTube channel on the 8th of February 2021, and it's with Chloe Ennis. I spoke to Chloe what it's like to travel with a condition fibromyalgia and I asked her how much of an impact it has on her day-to-day life all of that and much more hi how's it going good good thank you how are you um not too bad not too bad I think you were supposed to be in India is that right yes so I think when was I supposed to go it was start of April I was gonna go out to India um I have a lot of friends over there um so I started there like doing kind of like a placement and I did work out there and then I just, you know, made friends and kind of feels like a second home. I just fell in love with it. So I was supposed to go out to see friends, but also to do like a yoga teaching course in Rishikesh. Yeah. So, yeah. And I also wanted to go explore some new places because like every place in India is kind of different, like each state and like different food different culture different language so yeah I'm a little bit gutted well obviously I'm gutted but I could be in a worse situation so I'm just happy that and appreciate that like I'm safe and grateful you know I have a house and food <laughs> what got you first into traveling I would say was it something that you were into when you were young or was it something that you sort of fell fell with whilst you were in university how did it how did it come about it stems from like my love of animals because I was always like I want to go volunteer with animals and for some reason because like my like my favorite animals are like big cats I wanted to go to Africa okay um anyway so when I was in my second year of uni I had no like passion for what I was doing anymore because I just felt like there was no meaning in it so I did fashion which is completely different when people say like oh wow did you do fashion Um, so yeah I just like I the creativity for me wasn't like there anymore because I didn't see like a purpose so I took a year out and I'd been saving because I was working as well and I finally like had enough money to go and go volunteer over there like with um animals that had been like rescued which part of Africa was this sorry Bloemfontein so South Africa. South Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so from then, like, I completely, like, came out of my comfort zone because I was super shy growing up. Yeah. And it's like, as soon as I got there, I was talking, like, the most. And it was crazy because it wasn't really me because usually I, like, I hide behind people. and But it yeah. just, like, everything about it, like, the people, there's, like, people from so many different countries. Um like the atmosphere because it was just out in the middle of nowhere it's just like you could see all the stars and see that the earth was like round um obviously being around the animals and stuff so from then like I really like came out of myself yeah, and yeah. I just feel like so from then like even 
like doing my projects for fashion. So I ended up then looking at like re- recycled uh, materials and sustainability and stuff. But like my, I don't know what to say, my inspiration comes from, you know, visiting new places and cultures and not like copying them, but just it makes me feel good. So then I feel more like creative and everything. Um, and then I just found like, actually like appreciating like nature more and stuff that's around you so yeah and I just I just I don't know like I feel like compared to like a western culture which is one of like I'm not going to talk about it but like one of the big issues right now like we just take so much for granted and there's so much like damage going on and I just think stepping back out of the western culture you you so like you just appreciate more and people appreciate each other more and it's just nice to be around and obviously like I'm not saying it's perfect it's nowhere near perfect but for me when I experienced it like I felt so much love and like people are sharing more and you mentioned that um you're you're someone that was really shy you know but traveling really helped me over the last you know mm-hmm. years and stuff so it goes to show you how it can open you up as, a, as an individual. Definitely. As mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Like, I found, like, people are more attracted to you as well when you're traveling, especially on your own. Like, I just get random people, like, starting to talk to me because I was not with people and I wasn't hiding behind people at the time. So I don't know if you felt the same. Like, I just feel like people are more drawn to wanting to know you or talk to you when you're not in, like, a group or people want to know your experiences you know yeah. what you've gone through and stuff i think sometimes i think especially because i just i didn't mention actually chloe does actually live in the uk um and she's based in leicestershire which is in the midlands if no one knows where that is um being from the uk sometimes people when you tell them about some of your success or you've been there with, you know done this and stuff you know sometimes people look at it and go oh yeah yeah but have you done this they try and sometimes knock you down straight away yeah mm-hmm. the good ones will always listen to you and say oh it's amazing you know how can i draw inspiration from that and those are the type yeah, of people yeah. that i get sort of joy out of. i think as well as like it's like being open you know to hear what other people have to say like like you like i always like people ask me like oh i want to know about your experience but then it's like they shut you down so then i'm like before like I was like oh am I doing something wrong is there something wrong with me do they not like me but now I'm like maybe they just don't want to listen because of whatever's going on with them but like and it's the same for me like I need to always be like okay they don't they don't want to listen but I can just be open to hear what they want to say or you know so one of the things I would also say is um because sometimes people see your life and think Oh, it's an amazing life, you know, what you live in. But actually, you don't, because one, one part of, of traveling, especially, is that the struggles, you know, you've got to sacrifice oh, all yeah. stuff. You, mm-hmm. know, you know, some of the, the trips I've done over the last 10, 15 years, you know, you I had to sacrifice a lot. So, you know, sometimes you can't go out for months. And no, yeah. You have to sort of get to this place and you're there for like a month and stuff, you know. You, you can't just constantly, you know, <laughs> go out partying <laughs> and stuff. I mean, when I was younger, yeah. the temptation was there. I think, you know, like having 
bad experiences is good for us to learn as well like and Absolutely. so many things like and it's important to tell people that as well like some people think again like oh you're on holiday da, da, da. it's the best time ever I'm so jealous like we can look at anyone and be jealous because most people just show the good stuff on I guess on Instagram and stuff um but like when I was like when I was living in Australia I was doing internships out there I was having like Australia is amazing and like it's hot <laughs> everyone yeah. would think I'm having barbecues I had no money because some of the stuff that went on like I ended up having to work another job um and living like with a family that were like super rude and I just kind of was it, yeah it was it was not the easiest time um and I ended up having to go work in that like the outbacks even though like I was there to do internship which was fun but because they see you as like a backpacker they don't pay you the right wage yeah um so yeah but it was a part of an experience that does kind of make you stronger and it's good to go through times where you have to like work for what you like what you've got struggle and you appreciate it more don't you so yeah exactly you know, actually i've got and i think you, were, you said something before about liking and getting that respect so mm -hmm. sometimes i think again it's in our nature for people to like us however yeah. you know I, I, I think it got to a point where i said to myself actually it doesn't matter if someone likes me or not as long as they respect me that's yeah probably more, that's probably more important and i think if you're constantly striving for someone to like you, then it's going to be a point where you're going to feel bad about yourself. Definitely. And it's about you liking you. That's first. Number one, <laughs> you have to like yourself first. And then I feel like when you realize that, that's when it doesn't matter so much about other people because you're so, I'm not saying you're content all the time. Like we have ups and downs, but like when you like yourself, you're more likely to be a better person or, yeah good things for yourself which then means you might do more good things for other people and naturally like i think people will be more drawn to you anyway i want to ask you about this condition that you've got mm -hmm. and obviously uh, from what you've told us so far it hasn't stopped you and it's fibromyalgia <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm. uh, so just tell us what that is and what that involves basically like um chronic fatigue and chronic uh pain so they're like the two main symptoms that you get and um, they're quite constant. Um, and I think it varies between people. But from my experience before I started, like, I'd, obviously I'll tell you later on about the diet I'm on. It was like, um, it was getting worse, which is why I went to like to the doctors and kept having tests. And I was like, there's definitely something more wrong with me because I thought I was going crazy. It was like, I'd wake up tired in pain like I was like like I had a hangover and it would last throughout the day and I'd get pain through my body my legs down my arms um like it was hard to sleep at night I'd barely like I'd, I'd sleep wake up sleep wake up um like forgetting things all the time I just felt like I was a little bit like just losing it like I, I thought or maybe I just can't handle it like other people can handle it. Maybe everyone feels this tired all the time or gets painful. And You've only been mm. diagnosed for the past year, haven't you? Yeah. Correct. Mm -hmm. So you started feeling these sort of symptoms 
about a year ago and you couldn't figure out what it was and then so basically since I was probably I would say I think it was like when I left school so about 16 I had like stomach problems so I was tested like um for like um Crohn's and what's it called ulcerative chloritis and stuff um but like there was never enough evidence like I think I did have a few ulcers and they're like oh it's probably IBS um so I was always like figuring like what that was and then like other symptoms came but I just didn't just like put them together like it was just like little niggly things and then it wasn't like until say like the year before when all these symptoms started to come um so yeah and then it was just like more tests loads of blood tests they kept saying oh, I have low iron and then when my iron was up it was like there was no more excuses of it's low iron yeah so then they sent me like a rheumatoid um arthritis specialist um and they said I don't have that and that's when they diagnosed me with fibromyalgia so it's basically very similar symptoms to rheumatoid arthritis apart from it doesn't like directly damage like your joints and stuff and your bones it um it's basically like your nervous system mm. i guess it attacks that i'm not like there's it's a very like weird um illness because it's not classed as like a disability and some doctors don't agree with it because there's no like center to it or like proper evidence around it of I guess where like what triggers it um or where it comes from Mm. it's like very weird weird thing to have for me as well especially because one of the things is like you look healthy how much of an impact has it made and because from what you were telling us you you were about to go to India it doesn't seem Mm. like you've let it get to you and it it seems like you're trying to you know live your life and that's that's important isn't it for for people to hear yeah I would say the most important thing for me before I tell you the rest like I am feeling loads better right now because of the way I'm managing it Mm. um but the most important thing for me because of like and this is no comparison to anyone this is just very specifically for me for for stuff I've been through in my life that have caused me trauma or like mental health problems I have become very like resilient and also like like a a thirst for like living like and I think because of that like I don't let anything stop me like it was very upsetting when they told me it was this because there's no cure in the western world for it and I was like, oh gosh, like I'm going to have to struggle every day just trying to fight, feeling like having to get out of bed. Um, so for me, that like was mentally hard. But like, because I think I've struggled with mental health and then I've built myself up with like techniques and reading and talking to people, um, I was able to like manage it in a different way. Like, okay, I can have a little cry and break down but I'm gonna step back up and do something about it like I was like I'm not gonna take western medicine that's gonna make me feel worse I'm gonna keep looking I'm gonna look through food I look through herbal medicines so yeah and then that's when I 
if you you're happy for me to talk about this part, yeah, but then, that's when I came to um, try and the Ayurvedic diet. Yeah. Um, so basically, my nan went to her health shop like straight away when I was diagnosed with it um, because she's I guess she's the one who got me into like all herbal looking into herbal stuff she's or like natural so I'm vegan as well um, and I I when I went vegan it helped with my stomach so it did calm it down um, but yeah from the Ayurvedic thing so she went to her um, health shop and he's his family originally from Ahmedabad, which is where I was going to in India, which was like crazy. It felt like fake. Um, but his like teacher, his guru was based in Ahmedabad and I was going out to India already, like book fun and everything. So when I was out there, I went to see him. And honestly, like I'm not someone who believes in something like magic, I guess. Um, but it felt like that, like he. He didn't even touch me and he told me my symptoms. He told me how I got my symptoms. I guess he would not call it fibromyalgia. He he just, he didn't call it anything. It's like I have a problem with my breathing and my stomach is like damaged and then it causes all the other symptoms and pains. So I'm on a very like strict diet at the minute. So it's literally like two meals a day. Um, mung beans mung dal selected vegetables and like spices um and then some like like the ayurvedic medication as well and honestly from the first week i went on it i could sleep the pain was like like 50 percent better um i, I honestly it, it just felt like a miracle like Right now, I am not perfect and I'm not being as strict. Like, I'm still having two meals a day. It's just maybe, like, through the day I might have something I shouldn't have. Now and again, not, like, not every day. Um, but I have been doing it since November. So it's definitely had, like, a, a, like a magical effect. And I'm going to hopefully from next week going to try go cold turkey for a month as well. Okay. Just to, because when I've done it like strict as strict as strict and I'm feeling great, I can basically like not be as strict with it. Um, so it just maybe like, I'll just have a uh, mung soup once a week for a day or something. That's what he was saying. Um, so really like whether you've got this illness or something else, like, I'm not saying this obviously is going to heal everyone and I'm not completely healed yet. Like, and I'm yet to find out if it does, mm. but it has improved my life so much, like so much. Like I, I can keep like, like trying to advertise it, but I think it's different for everybody. Like everybody has a different body and I think they would have to specifically go see like an Ayurvedic doctor yeah. to, you know, be put on something for them. Um, but obviously that like then links into other things like I do like a lot of yoga and movement which is that movement is amazing even if it's for five minutes because it just puts you in a better mood um, and like makes you more aware of things as well like being more mindful which then hopefully will help you with your eating and yeah. looking out for yourself 
my uh, Instagram, in my bio, I've recently done a blog post with like tips. And one of them is about this. So if anyone obviously wants to have a look at the tips. And then not again, it's not just for people with like illnesses, like like if you struggle with pain, like um sleeping problems, stress, like all of like the things that I've got on there kind of cater to everyone in some sort of way. I've got huge admiration for what you've done because you're as I said to you, you're still doing what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to to going out to somewhere like India when it's so warm and mm-hmm. you know uh, do you sometimes worry that it's gonna have a negative effect on your body and you might not be able to to do stuff it is really like yeah taking it day by day um I don't know like I said I think it is my like drive for really wanting to like the love of being there and the love of traveling that keeps me going but like when I'm out there I would say before I started this diet and stuff the last time I went, like I was worried because it was just as I was diagnosed and I went with a friend to start with. And I was more worried like about disappointing her, like if I was tired. So I would always, I think I keep myself like accountable by being aware of who's around me as well. Or like say like getting up in the morning, I worry that they think I'm being lazy or this is not by the way a good way to deal with it I think talking to people is the best way and trying to manage it with some of the tips that I've like shared um but they were like my struggles really like the heat makes you really tired Mm. but then I don't want people thinking I'm lazy or I don't want to do stuff they were the struggles more than anything um but it's being kind to yourself and talking to people and which goes back to our point earlier like not everybody has to believe you or like you like but if you share it with them that's like a step for you and then anything however they are about with it like that's on them that's not on you your resilience from what you just said is just off the chart so if anyone's listening and you know hasn't got any sort of conditions and are lazy and and not want to do stuff you know listen to this lady here you know for some people maybe that do struggle and they don't have an illness and want to do stuff like it's really about like thinking about what's going up on up here like learn it like read like if you struggle like to get up in the morning read things that help other people like try things like the one of the main things that I've been I was talking about in my blog that I wrote a few days ago is be open to try new things like if it doesn't work for you that's fine if it works for someone else that's great like but just be open to trying it you know like maybe try put an alarm on and actually just get out of bed when it first goes off even yeah. if it's awful like it's all it is awful I hate it but I've been trying to do that recently to get into like some healthy routine and like when I get up I try to do some form of exercise even if it's for like 10 minutes just because when I do I feel awesome after like that doesn't work for everyone like everyone is different I think like I said just be open to trying new things and if if you really want to do something like it's not going to happen for you you have to do it but just make a small step you don't have to do the full thing like oh I'm going to go I want to go to China or something but you're too scared like just start by doing some research on China or talking to someone who's been to China like 
little steps and it will get you there. I want to go on to some of your favourite things about travelling and mm-hmm. you've spoke about India quite a bit. So uh, <laughs> is India your favourite place to, to travel around? I think it's it's got to be a yes because obviously I'm very drawn to going back there. Um, but it's really to do... I love everything, most things about it, not everything, because I don't love every place for everything. Um, But I think it's due to the people that I've met there, mostly, because they just made me feel like family, and I just feel so warm around them. And they they do, like, I have um, friends there that, like, call me, like, daughter, and she messages me every day, and... It's just, it's just so nice. I just, I love a lot of things about India. Like, obviously, the food is amazing. Yeah. The warmth and like how, like when when we like sit down and eat, it's like you sit down together and you share. And I feel like in this Western world, it's very much like, oh, this is my food. Don't touch it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. If you notice the culture, especially in, in that part of the, part of the world. You know, everyone's close to one another, you know, yeah. are close mm-hmm. to one another. I think that sometimes that's maybe slightly lacking in our sort of culture. Like, I, I speak to a friend a lot about, like, this thing, and obviously there's things I don't see because I don't understand everything that's going on. Um, I'm trying to learn the language that I go to the most, but it's not, it's not as fast as I'd like it to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so there are things I don't see, but I think it's really like some Western people go over there thinking they know everything, but we, we could learn so much from, you know, going to different places, just learning and talking to people, not th- but presuming because you've read a book. Mm. And vice versa, like, yeah, there's things that we can take to other places, but it's about vice versa, like there's good things and bad things in all places. Apart from India, what other places would you say has sort of you've gone to? And I know you mentioned Africa. What 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 would you say that has sort of opened your eyes up to life? South Africa and India are my like top ones because of India, because you know, and South Africa because it was like the first place I travelled alone, and there was just so much, like I said about it, like the people that I met. The animals that were there, like the nature, the sky. There was obviously some things there that were like very eye-opening as well. What do you mean by it was an eye-opener? And it was sad to see it. if you just elaborate a little bit on that. Um, again, it's the current issue of you know, is is racism, and I don't know why I thought this, and I don't know why people have made me feel like this, and it's very like hidden um i thought that like south africa wasn't so racist anymore for some reason or other and i went there and honestly like all the like managers of places were white you know like all the workers (laughs) there was no workers that were white you know right all upper class because i've been to south africa myself so i did I did the entire country really, so I did the north all the way down to the south. And I tell people this because uh, again, I was a bit, um, how would you call it? What's the word I'm looking for? Naive before I mm-hmm. went. And I thought same thing, you know. 
apartheid is what you're talking about has disappeared it's gone it finished back in mm. 92 or 93 yeah when Nelson Mandela was was released however from what I saw um it wasn't the case because and you hear a lot of white South Africans say oh they've got it bad but trust me the black South Africans have had it bad and still have it bad because yeah for example, I, I was staying in hotels and it felt like I was in a movie, American movie back in the 1940s yeah, yeah. where the the wait, uh, the people that were waiting were dressed in like maid dresses and they were all black as well. Mm-hmm. And I sort of had to look look twice and go, is this right here at the minute where, you know, they're all black workers. But then when I spoke to them, they were saying a lot of the, the bigger jobs still go to the, the white South Africans, mm-hmm. um, like a, a chef job in this in this country, is seen as a, as a big job. Uh, but mm-hmm. in South Africa, it wasn't. It was seen as you're in the back, you're away from the customers. So, yeah. so it, 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 it that was a bit of a, a big shock to myself. But again, I, I think travel is all about um, these sort of moments. You see, so mm-hmm. it, it's there to sort of open your eyes you know again like people don't have to travel to obviously find stuff like this out but it does open your eyes of how much is covered up you know like you said i might have a picture of the empire state building but i've done no research or background information on it like i might not even know you know what's going on behind that yeah Um, and i think it's the same like people go on holiday and we're in these like complexes they don't really know what's going on unless you go out and you know interact with local people speak to local people and listen to what people have to say like you don't know until you've spoken to people or been there and you know and then it's about then speaking to people yourself when you find this stuff out talk to people it's not like you know it's not right talk to people for me traveling is all about uniting as one Mm-hmm. And then people getting together, and, you know, seeing things with each other and stuff. And because you can get thousands of different people from different different countries all around the world with different religions, different ethnic backgrounds, and whatnot. But I've done it where you know unite as one. And then when you go back to your own country or back to your own home and stuff, um, that's what sort of almost. I don't know, it disappears. And um, for me, it doesn't. It, it stays with me, and it and that's what's changed me over the years. And um, it, I think it's important people see that. And I guess, like, you know, we're in this society where everything's very much, like, mechanical now. And it's like you can't really step out of it. They just mask things up. And without stepping out, like or talking out after you've seen it, like, it's not, you're not going to learn about what's going on. And people don't, it's like people don't speak about it as well because it doesn't immediately affect them. Yeah. Whether it's, you know, racism, like, what's going on with the environment, inequality, like, you know, garment workers, for God's sake, with, like, fast fashion and, like we people don't care about them because it's not they can't see it and it's like all this stuff like all the stuff like on my values now like I used to do fashion and I didn't know 
I like I had no clue like what was going on um I didn't look into it why would why would I care it doesn't affect me and then from traveling my eyes were just like open I was like I don't want to do that anymore like what's the point in like fashion if there's no like purpose behind it there's no like empowerment behind it but you, they can be they're like they can be but you need to learn about it and talk about it and you you shouldn't like you shouldn't do things to empower yourself if they don't empower the people or like or if they make other people struggle or not empowered like you know you see these t-shirts that say like girl power or something on them or um sustainable but they're made from like cotton where the farmer's not getting paid properly and there's like chemicals and um the garment workers being abused and she's not getting a fair pay and then there's like there's so many issues like and they're all the same issues that keep repeating themselves i'll finish on just saying that obviously there's there are there's a lot of work to be done and um you know, Sorry, I always get passionate about these things. No, 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 not at all. And it, it, it's sticking together, I, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and, and uniting as one is, is, a, is a major factor. I think mm-hmm. everyone's voice is, is really important in these sorts of situations. Dale is based in Boston and has asked, what have you seen in India culture society that you believe would make the UK or the US more, uh, more, like, more like them? I would say... Like I said earlier about the sharing, like food, having food together with your family and friends is such, we like sit in front of the TV now or sit alone because we're so busy. Just take time on, put like a time on it. Say I'm having dinner at five and sit down at the table together or sit on the floor together and like, you know, maybe put dishes out and share food instead of, you know, oh, this is mine and pass it around. Like, I can't tell you how nice it feels to like share your food and interact with people and speak about your day. Like I did this when I was younger, but now it's just gone out of the window because we all work different times or they want to watch TV. Yeah. Um, And it's like, you have no like connection anymore or like, it's just, it's just stress. I think having like non-attachment to like physical, like, physical things yeah um is very important it is hard it's very hard like i i get attached to things still but i'm trying to be less attached and trying to minimize things because it's distractions as well it's interesting you say that because one of the things um that i picked up whilst traveling is that material material stuff um doesn't really mean much to me anymore so i'll happily admit that I, I don't really buy clothes for myself. And mm-hmm. If I do buy something, it'll be like a top abroad somewhere, and that's it. Yeah. And then you might see the same top from like five, six years ago, but it's okay. I, I don't think, and I think that's the other problem, isn't it? Where people start judging you. Oh, you wore that top a couple of weeks ago. The thing like they're trying to change now, like with, for the stuff I follow, like with the fast fashion thing. Like when I was younger, like I wouldn't want to go out in the same dress because I was scared a lot. She's wearing the same dress out again. And now it's like, rewear it. Like, what is wrong with rewearing it? Like, maybe like our parents and stuff would probably have like two dresses maximum yeah. for like their whole upbringing. Like, it's, I don't know. Now it's all about image, isn't it? Rather than who we, 
who we are. From what you've gone through to what you're doing now, and you know, it's as I said to you, I've got real admiration for 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 everything that that's gone through, and, and you know. A city, I, I can't, I'm not in your situation, so I don't know what it's like, but to go through the struggles and still live life to the full is such a, it's a kudos to yourself. So, Corey, thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you being honest and uh, really open about what you've been through, what you're going through, and uh, all of your experiences and stuff. Hopefully, at some point, I'll be out there. <laughs> so, sure. yeah, it'll be good. And the main thing is, like, I just hope people don't feel stuck if they're not feeling great and yeah. that they, they can be open to like trying things and stuff or just talk to people and people most people want to help thank you very it was lovely and, talking yeah, to you. absolutely no problem so i'll have you back on anytime soon again thank you, thank you. take care you can follow my guests on all of their social media platforms the details are in the description that's it for Take a Wonder with Shebs. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms. Until next time, bye for now.